Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dirtbags Worldwide, thank you once again for joining us on episode three of the Dirtbag Dugout podcast and vlog if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, I'm Tony Rivers, as always, my co-host with me, Nathaniel Weeks, and my other co-host joining us for episode three, Tyler Freer. What's good, guys? How are you, uh, how are you guys feeling about May so far? I'm feeling great, man. Um, I mean... On top. Yeah, we're top of the league right now. Um, our pitching's actually good. If you count out Aroldis Chapman, yeah, um, <laughs> our <laughs> our bats are actually hitting. Um, Aaron Judge is going to get paid, so now I'm feeling pretty good. It's been a really April and May has been really really good to me, um, and the rest of the Yankee family. So there you go. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's some love the local team. You yeah, know, yeah. go Nats, <laughs> but man, we're sitting at 13 and 27. <laughs> you know, little strides, but not not too many. Gosh. No, you I, know, the little engine that could, we're going to pull our weight. So <laughs> hopefully we can start playing 500 ball soon. Yeah, I mean, June's coming up. I mean, we're going to be right before the, the All-Star break. So, I mean, that's a good good time to kind of get some momentum going, get the good break going. I mean, second half of of the season is always a different, different beat. So, I mean, you never know. I mean, I could say for myself, at least the national league West Padres and giants are right there basically with the Dodgers, even the diamondbacks are playing above 500, which nobody really saw. Everybody thought like we were talking about Nate last, um, last pot, everybody was figuring they're going to be in the red spot, which of course they finally got more than a handful of games under their W column, which is, go Cincinnati but yeah pretty much I mean it, it's been a dog fight on my end but I mean still still in first place so I'll take it yeah the National League that. like what is what are California and New York doing right I mean New York Mets New York Yankees mm-hmm. and then you've got uh the Dodgers at 26 and 12 uh the Giants at 22 and 16 uh and then San Diego at 25 and 14 like some don't forget played. about the Angels. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. That's true. Uh, 24 <laughs> and 17. Yeah. I will, not to mention, can't can't pass the Angels without mentioning the first official no-no of the season going to a yep. rookie, 22-year-old. Reed Detmers? Yeah, Reed Detmers. Yep. Reed Detmers. Dude, 66 innings pitched in the minors before his call-up and just shoving on dudes. Like, that's- yeah. That's pretty nice. That's pretty impressive. I'm not going to lie. Like, just to go out there, get it done, you know, uh, minuscule, whatever, small amount, of, you know, of a sample size with the minors, but, you know, getting the big big boy call up and delivering, like, wow. The kid know. can throw. The kid yeah. can really throw. And I was watching his college highlights, too, after the no-hitter, because I'd never heard of him. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the league had ever heard of him until – Basically, no hitter. And then when they went back and MLB Network showed his college highlights, yeah. this dude was mowing kids down like, mm-hmm. like like it was nothing. Like he was one of the best pitchers in college baseball when he was drafted. And now to see him come up and then to be on a team with Shohei and with, you know, Mike Trout. And I mean, Anthony Rendon's a little, he, he's fallen off a little bit, but hey, he's he on his way back. With that left handed home run, though, <laughs> that little leg lift, and he just, launched that ball man that whole game was just i don't want to say the angels are hot but they're they're finally seems like they got some good momentum so 
Uh, I'm I mean, just to put it in perspective, sixty-six yeah. Emmys. That's mm-hmm. seven point something games. Mm-hmm. That's how little time he spent in the minors. Basically, a good month. You know, good month rotation of you know every five games, and yeah, it just goes to show you. I mean, some some dudes need more time. Some dudes need less time. But I'm I'm glad we're talking about youth. The O's been ready to call up the number one prospect, their catcher. They called him up today. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Is he gonna? What what kind of impact can we expect from that? I mean, being on the Orioles. Um, I mean, he's gonna be. I mean, it's the Orioles, so <laughs> I mean, they can only do so much. <laughs> um, yeah. but no, I think he's gonna be a good player, and I think he's going to. Not necessarily culture shift the Orioles. The Orioles have been playing a lot better baseball in the last month as well. Yeah. Um, surprising. They were ahead of Boston by a couple games before their recent uh, series with the Yankees. And then um, took care of business. I, yeah. And took care of business. I don't know. I'm just feeling good, man. That's all. <laughs> uh, but no, I think he's going to get He's a good player. He's, he's really good, and he's going to be good for the organization, good for the organization to get some – like, be happy about something again, you know, like look forward to something because it's always the prospects, man. Like, yeah, yeah, big-time free agents will come, but, like, you can't win – it's impossible to win World Series without any homegrown talent, you know what I'm saying? Just so bringing this dude up, and then now if this dude starts going off, people are going to be like, okay, like Baltimore is not a bad place to play. They still have Cedric Mullins. They still have Trey Mancini too. Like good players on their squad. Mm-hmm. And then what John means is going to come back from his what, Tommy John from his elbow surgery that he had too. And he's going to come back and he's going to play good baseball too. Like he was last year when he threw the no hitter. Um, so the Orioles actually have a pretty decent squad with their better players. Their better players are outfield or not outfielders are uh, all-stars, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's just everything up until those all-stars is uh dog water they're they're not <laughs> they're not very good on the draft and yeah yep. like you said i don't think i don't think free agency everybody's like oh yeah Orioles, yeah of course even if they throw mad money i mean you figure yeah. even if they picked up someone like carlos correa somehow they just threw you know through the brinks truck at him it, there's only so much one dude is gonna do yeah i completely agree homegrown talent you gotta draft correctly keep the dudes in house uh, I guess to cap it off what you're saying, that battery, just keeping keeping that draft, keeping Rushman there, building up your battery, and then working from the outside. Because, I mean, if you can't – you have dudes who can, who can obviously win games, you know, who can hit the ball well and score. But if you have – you know, your pitchers are giving up five, six, seven runs, you know, you don't have that battery established. It's not going to matter. You can score all the runs in the world. So I think, yeah, absolutely, that's, that's a good – foundation to build out from so we'll see i mean uh, give them give them the next couple seasons i mean you gotta you gotta move forward at some point so i'm glad that we're finally starting to see a little something a little something absolutely um which actually brings me to my next point i know we were talking about the mets earlier but uh i don't know if you guys saw kumar rocker with the i think it's the tri-city the Valley Cats, I think it's Triple A. Yeah. So he's going to be entering the portal in July. So I know that yep. that's another arm that the Mets probably could. I mean, I don't want to say could have used. They would have probably liked to have, but you know how that didn't work out. Um, being another highly talked about prospect wherever he goes, 
how do you guys feel about about him entering the portal, especially as an arm? I mean, you always love when you see a good a good pitcher coming into play. Whenever he whoever drafts him, whoever picks him up, um, it's going to be a steal for them because mm-hmm. he shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. He is an elite talent. He was the most MLB ready talent in that draft, right? Granted, he had the some physical issues, and but I mean. I think it was something they saw something in his elbow or something in his shoulder during the physical, which is why they couldn't uh, come to the agreement. Um, <clears throat> it was the ink was but, getting dry though. They were ready to sign. It's just that last minute. Yeah. And then that last minute him basically, well, I'm not signing him. And then he just bounced around a little bit, stayed in shape. And now he's going to play obviously again this year. If he has a good season. As long as he doesn't get hurt. He's going to be the whole problem. Regardless of who's in the draft, he'll be the steal of the draft. We know all the big names. We know Drew Jones, right? Mm-hmm. We know all the big names that are going to be in the draft this year. But Kumar Rocker is going to be the one that, because of what happened, he might slide a little bit. You might find him in the second round. You might, And all of a sudden, you took a first round. Well, he was a top 10 pick, no? Yeah. Um, take they, a top well, 10 pick. Him from, him or or uh, I'm, I'm probably lighter. last name I Jack Peter. They were going to lighter. be two. It was 1A, 1 and 1A basically yeah so he was not only was he a first round pick but now he's going to be available again in a later round of another draft all because of some possible just bs and then i hope i hope this dude takes i hope he ends up someplace dropping far enough so that way the you know somebody can grab him that can actually use like bullpen arms even if he's not a starter you know um I hope he drops some play. I, I hope he goes to a good team. I hope he goes to a decent team, and I hope they shit on the Mets. Like that's <laughs> and I mean, that's the goal ultimately. But and so you know, as we're shopping it out, what team really makes the most likely play for Rocker? Is it the Rockies? Like, do they need to shore up their bullpen? Like, I'm trying to think of teams that need a little bit of bullpen bolstering, and the Pirates maybe. Um. Yeah. Or if you count anybody that's in contention this year, I mean the Padres bullpen could use an arm, could use an elite arm, can use somebody, can use a big guy that can throw 100 miles an hour mm-hmm. out of the bullpen. Could definitely be that for them. And I've and he fits in with the um like the swag that the Padres have now. Yeah. When Tatis comes back, he's like he's a little flashy, he's a little outspoken, but nothing insane, nothing crazy. You have Tatis, you have Manny Machado, who's fucking going off this year too. Yeah, Manny Machado is going They're nuts, dead. right? That's crazy to see. So, I I'd like to see Kumar Rocker in a Padres jersey if I had to choose, or I mean, obviously in the Yankees jersey before. Yeah, be super cool if we could get rid of Lucas Litge or you know, or all this Chapman or. You know, but hey, I agree. I would probably well, from an outside perspective, I would probably say the Rockies just because they probably need the most help. But at the same time, if you're talking about somebody who actually has a chance, but is kind of more in that middle ground, yeah, I'm gonna agree with the Padres. Just somebody where you can fit in, and you don't have to be the savior of the franchise necessarily. You can just kind of focus more on your game instead of trying to be the end all be all. So those teams, probably the Pirates too, but I mean, the Pirates are, are, you could say that, or the Reds. I mean, 
but the way they're kind of more on the downward trajectory. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to stick with that original. Just not be the savior type. So that's tough, especially for a young guy. That's man, you don't want to uh, to try and come in and the organization asks you to be the ace, and we're gonna put the weight of the world upon you. Exactly. You can't do can't do that to Parker. Mess up anybody. I don't care who you are. How much confidence in the world you have in yourself? That's whoa. I got this multi-billion-dollar franchise. Just all of a sudden, you're the guy. We need you. Like, hey, some dudes are built like that. Don't get me wrong, but you know, some eighteen. Well, and it's not like it's not like they're franchises that like just don't mean anything, or they're new franchises like yeah. you know, like the Rockies. Yeah, I mean, but the Rockies. The Reds are a more of a historical organization. If Kumar Rocker was to go to the Reds, like the Red, like Cincinnati has expectations for, like they want to win. I mean, maybe not now. They don't want to win right now, you know. But like, is expect, and it depends on where he goes. He'll have higher expectations where he goes. Going into a place to where he doesn't have to be the guy, like you guys were saying, would be way more beneficial for him. Like, way more beneficial. It's not a team that has like. It's not. It wouldn't be good for him to go to a team that has no, no help at all. You hope you're just because you're then you're gonna one, end up like only. you're gonna end up like Manny Machado on the Orioles. Yeah, right? Manny Machado went to the Orioles, and Manny Machado was a perennial All Star, right? Mm-hmm. One of the best players in the American League, one of the best third basemen in the American. He was literally every single year he's an MVP contention, right? Mm-hmm. And what do you get to show for it? Losing seasons and all except one. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The one, and then one he got fed up and he got out. tired. Yeah, exactly. And that, I mean, yeah. you got to think you're at that point. You're, I mean, he's still in his prime, but you were wasting the first good half of his prime year. Then it's like if you didn't, if you're not going to put pieces around him, think if think if he was still there now. I mean, yeah, they're they're kind of turning it around, but that you know he's already been in the league at least I want to say ten years. It's yeah, I think it's been ten minute. years now. I think you literally spent a whole decade and one team to barely start seeing. Not even that they're really over the hill yet, but like, okay, cool, we're starting to gain a little steam. Like that, that would demoralize anybody. anybody. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think he should be going in that direction. I think absolutely, yeah, he should be placed somewhere where smartly where. They can use him, obviously utilize him, but not overutilize him. So, All right. Uh, let me see. What else do I have on my notes? So, a little bit of history also going on. And man, I don't know if you guys saw Christian Yelich hitting for another cycle. There's been a lot of history this year already. So there's been tons. Five to hit for three plus. Yeah, one of five players since 1901 to hit for three cycles. Or more that's that's like i think it's crazy are, are rare but the cycle in itself you always love to see that especially from one player just no matter what you're getting you're getting the bat on the ball keeping it in play making the yeah. most of the opportunities and that's a dude who i don't want to say necessarily is back on the mvp trajectory but he definitely is already off to a better start than he was last year. Like I'm, I'm glad to see that he's getting a little more of that swagger back, a little more of that moxie or whatever you want to say. You know, he's getting he's getting some of that stuff back. Yeah, there's it's good to see Christian Yelich playing playing healthy again. Mm-hmm. Um, Shohei 
joining Babe Ruth is the only player in MLB history with 100 strikeouts as a pitcher or 100 home runs as a hitter and 250 or was it 250 Any strikeouts number. as a pitcher? Yep. Only player in MLB history to do it, which is him and Babe Ruth. And then you have Albert Pujols, top 10 hits all time. Miguel Cabrera hit 3,000. Like, it's <laughs> it's crazy how it's crazy how Just how much history is it's good to be a hitter right now. I know in years past, the strikeouts were kind of taken over, but, you know, hits are still king. You know, keeping the ball in play is still king right now. So, especially for the younger dudes. And that's my favorite thing about baseball right now. And I know a lot of people don't like it because overall, everybody loves the home run ball. Oh my God, home runs are so cool. Home runs are the greatest. No, I love watching teams string together base hits, score a bunch of runs off of base hits. You know what I'm saying? Not just errors. And you know what I'm saying? And like post sticky substance. Um, then then they deflated the balls yeah. and like all this other stuff. And it's like pitchers are still pitching very well. Like the good pitchers, like pitchers that are good are still pitching the same as they have. Like their spin rate's still the same. Their their um their strikeout percentage has gone down a little bit. And that's because hitters are getting better. Yeah. You know, like it's gonna happen. It's a whole wave that you ride. And granted, we're on the downhill side of that again but i'm i love i love baseball right now yeah. not just because the yankees are playing really good but because every team it's not it's not just filled with home runs like the last couple of years right now every team there'd be like four teams pushing 80 home runs right now 80 100 home runs right now like for no reason like you're a month and a half into the season mm-hmm. why is there two people on your team with 20 plus home runs. There's no reason for it. You know, actually have and, the numbers in front of me. So, so MLB last year through May 6th. So basically within that first month, 30,538 at bats, 234 average, 308 on base percentage and 1,069 home runs. So MLB through <sighs> this was on the 12th. So, you know, last week, uh, 31,170 at bats, 234 average, 306 on base percentage, and 877, 877 home runs. So more at bats, less home runs, basically same average, same basic on base percentage. When I know, like you said, we saw that every team was mashing, every team. Yep. So it is it is good to see in some way. Like I, I love home runs, but yes, I'm in the same camp. I, I love I love good offense. I love stringing hits together. You can feel the momentum shifting. You can feel you know, the bats come to life, especially when you get to murderer's row, you start getting to your, you know, your sweet spots in the lineup and, you know, start. Well, I mean, I mean, there's nothing more exciting than being in the seats and watching the two lead off with a double and then mm-hmm. comes around slaps into third. And then the guy behind him comes in and slaps another hard grounder that, you know, on the line of hits, man. Uh, there's just, and I think a lot of, you know, the home running in the, in the, like recently has just been trying to combat the, the strikeout taking over. Mm-hmm. And I think we're finally seeing uh, a little bit of balance in the battle in teams, you know, batters starting to gain a little bit of confidence. You know, we're seeing the cutter, uh, this season that is founding guys. Um, I'm sorry, the sweeper, sweeper, not the cutter, the sweeper, that new pitch they're talking about that has the like lateral movement. Yeah. 
the guys are just struggling to hit, but we're still finding ways to get that classic baseball feel of knock guys in based off of four or five base hits. It just, that feels so much more like late eighties, nineties ball that I grew up on. Yeah. It's not, it's not too much analytics. It's just pure, get the bat on the ball and let's put something together. Absolutely. Well, that's showing you who the real hitters are too. Like the people that are good at baseball, you know, not somebody that can just go just get the bat on the ball enough and it's going to fly an extra 30 feet out to left field or extra 30 feet out to right field. You know what I'm saying? You see it now where like the, the good hitters are the best hitters in baseball again, where before it was like you had random people hitting 30, 40 home runs, right? You had people like on some weird wild swing and yeah, you had people like, like Gary Sanchez, right? Hated Gary Sanchez. Every, every single year he was in New York, absolutely hated him, right? This man could just get enough, just enough on bat on the ball, and he'd hit 36 home runs in a year, but he'd bat 177. Joey Gallo, too. Joey Gallo is not a good hitter, right? I've seen a lot of that on Twitter. Yeah. He's right. not, he's not, dude. He's, he's, he's terrible. He's batted one squad, like 176 last year, and I think he's up to 184 this year. Ooh. I think he's got, I think he had 88 strikeouts with the Yankees last year. I think he's up to like 49 already this year. Jeez. And remember, he came over at the trade deadline last year. <laughs> so, Joey Gallo, I mean, he's a gold glover, but we're not here to talk about Joe Gallo right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Getting you on the uh, real quick. <laughs> I'll go on that a little tangent. I have so much. Uh, but no, it's, you see people like that can actually put the ball in play. And, and it's, it's really cool to watch. You see all the players and everything that you've learned growing up playing baseball mm-hmm. about like trying to direct your hits and like, aim where you want to hit the ball, right? Like opposite field hits now are, there's so much more of them mm-hmm. and they're not flying out of the ballpark every single time you just poke the ball, right? You see people getting doubles and triples and all, all other sorts of stuff. It's just, it's way more fun to watch, way more fun to watch. Yeah. I'd rather it, like I said, the conga line of hits, you know, and building up that momentum rather than that solo shot or a two run shot. Like, yeah, cool. That, that's great. You mashed it. I'm not, downplaying a home run but it's it's it feels a lot better when like i said you just have that conga line of hits and it feels like you're just never gonna get out you're just gonna keep racking it up racking it up you know slowly bleeding them dry like it's just something uh, so then is is consistent consistently good oppo hitting gonna be the key to breaking the shift mm. yeah i mean look at i mean look at aaron judge right now Aaron Judge is having a monster season so far, right? And people were still shifting against Aaron Judge because every time that he would hit it opposite field, it would fly out of the ballpark. You can't do that anymore. It was, it was either like every time he hit it opposite field, it would go out of the ballpark, and every time he hooked it, they had three infielders on the left side. Yeah. Now look at Aaron Judge. They're not shifting against him nearly as much. This dude's spraying the ball all over the field because they have to play the field because he's in 109-mile-an-hour exit velocity, freaking singles up the middle now. Yeah, good luck getting that back in time to, to come get that because unless you're the flash, you're not going to just suddenly zoop, zoop, <laughs> you're not going to just scoop it up. So good luck. That base hit just turned into a double. And, turned into And look at Mike Trout too. Like, I mean, obviously we're talking about some of the best hitters in baseball, but I mean, look at Mike Trout too. Mike Trout, you don't see Mike Trout hooking every single shot he takes, right? And you see the players that, again, you that can't, 
hit the ball to the opposite field and they get shifted on again, Joey Gallo, Gary Sanchez, you know what I'm saying? Like players that are like, Oh, let's hook the ball. I mean, Cody Bellinger had an absolutely terrible year last year mm-hmm. and people were shifting against him because he couldn't hit to the opposite field, you know? And it's the same, it's the same, same old story. They, that strategy, man. That scouting report, you know, you know in advance. So yeah, I, so. I, I think that that would be the key. Then, I mean, I'm not gonna say dudes are suddenly gonna develop, you know, that swing or that that hitch to get to get the ball going a different direction. But there has to be some some kind of give in the way batters are going to be deploying themselves. Because if you're like you said, if you're doing the same old same old, then yeah, okay, you're gonna see your numbers drop drastically you're going to see teams already be set up and basically you're not setting yourself up for success like that and i think with the de-juiced balls um i think that people when the balls were juiced and they were there was a home run league right players turned into more of pull hitters because they know if they get one just enough it's going to go out of the ballpark or if they hit one just enough the wrong way it's still going to – it still has a chance to go out of the ballpark. Now, you have to hit it all over the field, and you're going back to where it was at the early 2010s, like the late 2000s, early 2010s, right? When – I mean, up until the last four years, how many times did you see Miguel Cabrera pulling every ball that he hit? Yeah, I mean, you didn't. Granted, he is getting older, right? Miguel Cabrera, Albert Pujols. Um, I mean, like, Ichiro made a living. Derek Jeter made a living off of hitting it to opposite field. Like all these players have 3000 hits and they have all these, you know what I'm saying? Because, because they were able to hit it to the opposite field. You didn't see them getting shifted on. And Miguel Cabrera has 500 home runs. <laughs> like yeah. Albert Pools has five, what, 600 home runs. Yeah. We're in some elite like, company too, with that many hits and home runs. So like I said, that just exposes like we were saying earlier, good hitters are still going to be good. It's, it's not really going to matter. Yep. To a point, yeah, you can do as the opposite team. You can only do so much, but dudes are going to find a way. Those those right. dudes are going to find a way. All right. Um, so, how do we feel about MLB games in London this next year? Uh, then twenty twenty four, and then I believe twenty twenty six are coming. I like it. I think baseball is one of the funnest sports to watch, and. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen videos of like the Korean baseball leagues and the Japanese baseball league ABL. and stuff like that. Especially during the 20s. Those dudes go nuts. And like the, there's, they, they do like pro baseball and like they have a Mexican league too. And they go nuts. And I think to introduce baseball to a place that's not, they watch it, obviously they've, they've seen it, but it's not the main thing over there. You know, mm-hmm. I think, games in western europe is i think it's cool i think it's i think it'd be really cool to watch i think it'd be really cool to go there um watch a game in that atmosphere you know watch a game in like wembley up in london yeah that'd be insane so, so how do we sell baseball as better than cricket because that's what that's the complete market right like <clears throat> pardon me <clears throat> the brits aren't gonna stop watching and loving cricket like that is their bread and butter. They brought that game all over the world. They love beating people at the game that they made. Like, how do we sell baseball to the English 
Like, come just check this shit. Like, what do we do to get butts in seats in London? Like, low, like native butts in seats. Because you know Americans are going to go. Yeah. You do the same thing. And, I mean, they did it, I think it was two or three years ago when they had the Yankees and the Sox play there. And the final score was like 14 to 11 or something like that. The ballpark was astronomically small for it was like it was like a minor league ballpark and they were just mashing homers like all day was just home run home run home run home run i don't remember if garrett cole pitched in that game and got beat the hell up um i think chris sale i know chris sale pitched i'm pretty sure and he got like beat the hell up too and it was just like a absolute like brawl (laughs) and everybody's like okay like this is super cool which like in that sense like if you want to sell baseball is like look at all this this is really cool fans go crazy like yeah you know what i'm saying like then then that the juice baseballs will work but um i think it's going to be hard and it is all and it is a long road i think that everything's getting more attention now um and i don't think that baseball will ever be bigger than cricket in uh in like western europe right but if they can get any sort of foothold over there, if they can agree to play any amount of games over there, it's going to increase revenue for the MLB. Especially regardless, yeah. even if they play three, four, five games there a year. Yeah. You know? So I think, I don't think it'll ever beat up cricket. Cricket's one of the most insane sports. I don't know if you guys have ever actually watched it mm-hmm. um, right here by my house um, at the park. They have like a cricket league. I took my son to the park the other day and I watched them. Um, when I was when we were walking around the park and it's like super legit like like hundreds and hundreds of people go to go here and they play their like their cricket games and it was it was nuts they were all screaming yelling like all this other stuff so like I, I don't think it'll be bigger than cricket in in, in uh, western Europe but any sort of football there would be be beneficial that they have right now yeah like you said, especially consistently, even if you can dedicate a series, like a, whole, a single series or a week long series or whatever, yep. any kind of any kind of staple. I mean, it doesn't have it doesn't have to be any one set team. You can sw- kind of like how um, Nate and I were talking about the uh, Field of Dreams game, changing teams this year. You know, it doesn't have to be the same Sox and Yankees. You can mix it up as long as you, like you said, have that foothold, have that dedicated week or whatever to to trying to grow the game. Absolutely. Get those ambassadors out there. I know that there are dudes out there. Um, I know I follow, or I should say we follow, uh, a British dude who is, that's basically his mission is to try and grow the game over there. So, you know, there are people out there that are hungry for it, that want to see it. So, you know, the, the audience is there. It's just whether or not MLB wants to, you know, put more, you know, or adequate resources into, uh, into growing that foothold. I think it's taking the well-marketed teams out there. Like if you go out and you put, like we were talking about a Reds versus Pirates. I mean, nobody <laughs> even not, knows who they are. It's not going to do it. <laughs> so like you can put a Reds versus Pirates over there. You make it look like the A's over there. 3,000 butts in the seats. That's about it. Right. Go, go Dodgers, Cubs. Go, I don't know. You can literally, there's, there's like a handful of teams that you can choose from until it starts to grow a little bit, you know, yeah. give them the good games that they want to see until you start putting on, uh, until you start growing a little bit over there. Um, give them like 
teams that people want to see, teams that people know. I'm yeah. not saying the Yankees and Sox, like you were saying, I'm not saying the Yankees and Sox should play there every year. I'm not saying it should be just the Yankees, Sox, Dodgers, and Cubs, right? There's other good baseball teams, you know, um, but you can't just throw uh, uh, Rockies. Uh, Diamondbacks out there. Yeah, Rockies, yeah, Diamondbacks. I agree. Okay, well, I guess to cap off, uh, who who do we like, I guess, finishing off May and heading into June? Who do we think is going to make the biggest rise and fall, I guess you should say? Um, I think... I don't know. It's hard because there's so every team's been streaky this year. There was a point in time where the Dodgers had, or not the Dodgers, the, the uh, Tigers had the longest win streak in MLB. Yeah. This year, they're at like five games, so they've been really, really streaky. And the teams that are at the top are going to stay at the top as long as they're healthy. Yeah. Right. Um, and the teams that are at the bottom, there's no shot that they're just going to start making runs. So there's a couple, like, I guess, bubble teams, teams that are right there in the middle. Um, I mean, South the Astros. Chicago, you know, the White Sox, they're probably one of those bubbles where, yeah, they're playing 500 ball right now. They could do better. The all-star break, you, you know, you want to start picking up momentum. Well, well I guess the AL West. Teams, honestly, I would say definitely the Cubs have room. Um Definitely the White Sox and the American League. Those are probably the two teams that I can think of. Maybe the Rangers, because they've been kind of lackluster. But I think the AL West is – is it the AL West? No. AL Central. Is that what it is with the Twins, White Sox, um, Indians? Mm-hmm. And all those teams are hovering close to 500 um, with no clear winner. Any one of those teams can break out right now. Yeah. Uh, was it Quan, the uh, Guardians? Not the Indians, yeah. Guardians. They're, uh, they're rookie. Mm-hmm. Kid started off at a torrid pace. Obviously had his little rookie slump, um, but now he's picking it back up again. He's a great ball player. And the Guardians were good when he was playing well, you know. And Chicago is poised to break out too. Um, the Twins, if they can hold atop that division for a while, would be, would be a little bit of news. Um, I'm glad to see the Astros start losing again. Uh, trash throws. They suck. Alex Bregman sucks. Jose Altuve sucks. Um, that's just personal facts, you know. Um, but, no, I'd, I'd say any team in the Central, honestly. What, like you're saying, I think the White Sox, um, they had a bad series against New York, and then they won four out of their last five, I'm pretty sure. So, they're um, Chicago's a good team. They were projected to win their division this year, anyways. So, I think a good run before the All Star break.